because if you don't have audacity, you literally just don't have the podcast. The episode's done. Your shit's fried. Now you're pissed off because none of the shit worked. And then who else do you have to be mad at but yourself for not making everything go? You know what I mean? It's not the sound person's. It's not the sound guy's fault that the shit's just not happening. Whose fault is it? It's yours. Self-accountability. All right, hoes. It's been fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper. Purple recordings episode 130. Lit. Mm. I'm sick, but the show must go on. The NFL draft just passed by. Man, I was. I feel like this draft was anticipated more than usual, considering that this was a pretty weak draft class when you compare it to the other ones. Which is another reason why everybody, uh, everybody took it pretty, pretty lightly when it comes to draft grades. Like I didn't see anybody get like a horrendous draft grade or anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are a few teams that got. Let me actually, actually, let's look up something. We're gonna, we're gonna grade all of the teams ourselves because I'm gonna be real. Some of these teams are fucking. Some of you guys are capping with some of these draft grades. Like, right, right now, watch this. I got a perfect, the perfect team we can just judge the hell out of for picking who they picked. The fucking Patriots. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let me see. <laughs> New England. They got that, uh, they got one guy that I really, really like, that corner, Gonzalez, he's a steal, Christian Gonzalez, that guy's gonna be a baller, for sure, like, there's no way he's gonna, he's not, like, there's no shot he's gonna be bad, I think his comp was Jalen Ramsey, yeah, that's a good pick, holy shit. And then with their second pick, they went edge rusher, Keenan White, Keon White, I like him too, but did did you did you really need an edge like one of the worst offenses in the league and you guys go double defense? All right, it's okay. Pick three linebacker. <laughs> it's like they're saying fuck Mac Jones. Like this, their draft was so shit, man. When you look at it from like a hindsight perspective, you have a quarterback in your system that has came out and said he does not agree. Or he's not meshing with the ideology of the of the team. And what does Bill Belichick do? He gets his old defensive coordinator to be his offensive coordinator for his quarterback. Doesn't really have a relationship with him. And then that's something else not a lot of people understand. When Tom, when that book was wrote, was written about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's relationship, they didn't go to dinner once. They didn't even really have a relationship outside of football. But because Tom was so, like, head head in the book, I'll, all I want to do is work and win, and then Bill Belichick is the same way, that's how they were supposed, that's how they accomplished so much. Um, this fucking guy, Mac Jones, even if he is, if even if he does have, like, a little bit of that in him, wouldn't it make sense to keep him happy? For Christ's sakes. Like, they didn't draft a wide receiver until the fuck, until what? Like, the eighth round? eighth round they went center uh i don't know how, their offensive line 
New England is kind of like Green Bay in the sense of their their O lines are always good. Like they they just pump out really good O linemen. I'm not sure what it is about those organizations, but their offensive lines are always fire. Pick four, they went kicker. All right, dude. <laughs> like, did you guys need a kicker? <laughs> I guess so. You high you you signed Juju Smith Schuster. Overpaid for him, three years, too much money, kind of a locker room headache. Uh, he likes to shake his ass on TikTok a lot, and he he can't separate anymore. I mean, he never really could, but it's especially now, you know, it's you know, good job, I guess. Round four, uh, same thing. You guys went O line again. I'm never gonna shit on a team for going offensive line, except for except for Green Bay and New England because you're going offensive line in the fourth round. These New England is a team that has gotten offensive line in the fifth, sixth, seventh round and then turned those guys into fucking pro bowlers. So I'm not really sure what they're doing with all this. And it's like none of these players are necessarily bad. I'm just saying you don't want to make your offense better. That's not their ideology. I think we're all aware, we're, we're, uh, aware of that now. They don't, they never have a bad defense. Never. I can't remember a time where, even when Tom Brady was on the Patriots, like he always had a top 10, top five defense. And then the offense was always fucking mediocre at best, but you had the best, like the greatest player of all time throwing passes. So it, it you know, he's able to cover a lot of that, that, um, Mashugana. All right, let's see. Pick. 144 Anto Mafe guard UCLA round five wow all right another 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 <laughs> this is just not they don't get they don't care bro I mean I, I guess they do care because it's offensive linemen so it's like oh we're trying to protect my drones you know was their O-line bad last year no right no it wasn't I can't remember it being bad but this guy this guy um Antonio Mafe, I actually had him going a little higher. So this is a this is a steal. This is pretty good. They graded this a C plus. I feel like out of all of these picks so far, this this one actually makes kind of sense. This one actually makes sense. I like that one. Oh shit! Wide receiver, Keyshawn Bouye, wide receiver from LSU. LSU knows how to make good wideouts. I don't know why it took them this goddamn long. They and that th again the comp right. They know how to draft offensive line, d like defensive players in general, fucking corners, safeties, edge rushers, O line, all that. And then when it comes to there has never been an all pro wide receiver in New England, with the exception of Randy Moss, and they had to trade for him. They went punter in the sixth round. All right. Uh, oh, they went uh, wide receiver in the sixth round too. Dude, yeah, this is this is pretty shit. Yeah, I don't know about this one, fellas. This, um, I would say overall draft grade for the Patriots, you guys get a strong D. You get a D. The only thing that's saving you is Christian Gonzalez because if you didn't get him, it'd be an F. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way, bro. The offense is going to be shit again. And then they're going to... And then especially now, in that division, Aaron Rodgers is in that division. Okay. 
the the Jets defense was good. It felt like it was good the second Robert Sala got there, but now it's 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 like legit good. You're not beating your if Tua's healthy in Miami, you're not beating him. That's just how that's gonna go. You're not gonna beat Tua. And Josh Allen, give me a fucking break. You guys can beat him. <laughs> it's over, bro. Jesus Christ. I'm not in I don't know how the Bill Belichick era is going to end in New England. He's still like one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks, one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Definitely the best defensive mind in football for sure. Like that, there is no doubt about that. But his stubbornness and his willingness to just, or his unwillingness to just change the the league is pivoting in an off into like a more offensive um, favored scheme. No, I think we can all see that with wide receivers going over the top. People can actually run in the middle without getting killed. And, you know, quarterbacks can have time to throw due to all these crazy-ass motions and play action and play off the block and whatever. Oh, shit. My AirPods fell. So it makes it doesn't make any sense why they just want to keep doing this. Let's stay in the AFC East. Let's see what the Bills did. Uh, all right. All right, Bills. What was your draft like? If there's one team, one team that I would uh, actually consider thinking about having like an A-plus draft, I think unanimously we can all agree that it was the the um, the Eagles. Those, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It's like you might as well just, they drafted everybody that Georgia had, basically. And then they traded for uh, DeAndre Swift, who's from who went to fucking Georgia. Dalton Kincaid, the Bills pick 25. I thought this was crazy. I didn't think that they'd go tight end first, but god damn, I really liked him. I really liked him. So when I seen that they got him, I'm like, fuck. Uh, second round, they went Osiris Torrance, guard. Good. Their offensive line has been really sketchy. And Josh Allen is 100% your quarterback, so you would want to keep him happy, no? Uh, Dorian Williams, linebacker. That's smart because they let their that other guy go to the. Where'd he go? Uh, oh, the 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 Bears. I had to think. I'm like, what is it? relevant team? Irrelevant team? Irrelevant team? Bears? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Justin Shooter, wide receiver, round five. That guy's gonna be good. I mean, again, like it's Josh Allen, bro. I can't imagine him making anybody anybody um anybody shit that's what i like about these new generation of quarterbacks like they actually put their arms around people my biggest issue with aaron Rodgers when he was in green bay was he would let good players fizzle out like amari Rodgers. there is absolutely no reason why he got cut he got cut for he got cut because they kept setting him up for failure if you know he can't go and make a punt return and you keep making him do that, and he keeps fucking up, and you're not really giving him a real-life shot on offense, then what do you expect to happen? It's like they planned that. They fuck, like The whole locker room kind of just fucking sabotaged him. And the, the, and the thing is, like, if you wanted him to do well, if the, point of the, if the point of it was for him to actually come in and contribute as a player, wouldn't you want to make him... A slot receiver, which was that's what he was playing with fucking Trevor Lawrence in Clemson. He knew Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb knew his dad or something. He had him as a mentor. I don't know how he just didn't get more snaps. 
So because of, you know, Aaron toxic ass Rogers, I'm going to blame Aaron for that one. There's no reason why that guy got cut and why he kept on going back there catching punts when everybody in the fucking organization knew he couldn't do that. That was just whack. So you, the Bills went corner in the seventh round. S- seventh round, they also went guard, wide receiver in the fifth. It was a B plus, I'd say. Dalton, it's it, it's literally every position that they needed. They needed a new O line. They needed a new tight end. They needed a new wide. Or they needed a new linebacker. They could use another wide receiver, and they got a corner. I don't see anything wrong with this one, really. I think if who is that one, the that other tight end, bro? He went to Notre Dame. If they would have got him instead of Kincaid, I feel like it would have been an A. But no, this is still really good. It's a B plus for sure. All right, Jets. No, I, actually, I remember what the Jets got. They didn't get any. They didn't get shit on offense. They got a bunch of. They got some dudes on defense. And they got a. They got some guys on offense. No, 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 not on offense. They got some dudes on their O line. And then they got a lot of. Let's see. Let's see this. Actually, I'm gonna let you guys watch this with me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna close this out. And I'm going to open a new tab so we can all watch this together instead of me using my phone like a fucking malook. Okay, man, but what an exciting day for the the draft was really cool. Now, now, uh, now, we're, while we're waiting for this to load, um, I my favorite team, Green Bay. I know, pretty random. I'd imagine for some of you to hear that, but yeah, my favorite team are the the Green Bay Packers. Love them very much. They're really cool. Jordan Love era. When I seen that they got. Luke Van Luca Van Ness in the first round a little piece of me died I'm not gonna lie to you like a there was a there was a pretty considerable chunk of me that was like what the fuck are we doing and then as I seen the rest of the draft go I'm like all right all right I'll just shut up solid B um, I gave them a B for their draft they got everything they needed I you know that guy uh, JSN in Jigba oh my god he looked he looked so good but we got two tight ends, and we got a sneaky good wide receiver. I didn't Jaron Reed, Jaden Reed. I was like, what the hell? All right, let's see. Let's do this. We're doing this, fellas. Jets draft. Oh, by the way, speaking of the Jets, did anybody see the Jets? Or did everybody else see Aaron Rodgers and... And, uh, and, um, what the fuck? Alan Lazard at those games, having a night out in the town in the honeymoon phase for New York, acting like he was so happy. He didn't hang out with the, he didn't hang out with the Green Bay wide receivers once, once, bro. He didn't hang out with them once. But he, as soon as he gets into town, he's hanging out with Brees Hall, twerking his ass all over New York. Go back to New Jersey. Ridiculous. All right. Uh, what the fuck? Can we get the draft picks or or what? 
We have to open Twitter now? Is this what's going on? Just give me the draft picks, man. What the f Why is it so hard to find? Again, bear with me. I am fighting a cold. But the show must go on. Spin fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper. Purple Room Recordings episode 130. All right, here we go. Round one, pick 15 overall. Will McDonald, defensive end from, uh, from Iowa State. I thought this was a reach, to be honest with you. Like, it's he's a he's not bad, but getting him 15, I feel, I feel like there's... Like two other, three other edge rushers that were, that were uh, better than him. That and don't the don't they already have? Oh, here we go. Here, this is the okay. Sick. They explain why they got it. Uh, it's a curious pick considering it's already a deep position with Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Jeremy Johnson, and Brees Huff. Like that's what I mean. For 2023, it's overkill. But look beyond this season, Lawson and Huff. Their top speed rushers will be free agents in 2024. Lawson, 15.5 million cap hit, didn't exactly light up last year with seven sacks. McDonald is a closer, or is a closer 33 sack from 2019 to 2022, second and only to Alabama Will Anderson Jr. in the FB in, in the FBS. And fucking hell, man! Speaking of Will Anderson Jr., did you guys see the Texans draft up again and go get him, man? Hey, and the, the other thing I was saying, right, getting two players like that at the very top of the draft board, one of them is going to hit, whether it be Will Anderson or, um, fuck, I forgot the guy's name, the quarterback, but whether it, one of them is going to hit, I personally think both of them are going to, just because of how in their press conferences, and a big reason why everybody was so big on those two players is because of their leadership inside of the locker room. Everybody knew that those guys just knew how to command and lead men into a game of football. Respectful, humble, they care about it, they love it. I don't see, I, I do not see either of those guys losing or finding themselves on hard times when it comes to those, those teams. So I'm really happy that they got got by them and uh, yeah. It's going to be really cool to see what happens to the Texans because I'm tired of them being shitty. Really tired of them being shitty. I feel like all of us are. So in round two, pick 43 overall, they went Joe Tipman, Wisconsin, center. Cool. I, uh, I don't know how – I didn't really – the Jets were one of those teams. I kind of checked out with them after um, all that shit with – Zach Wilson went down, and it's like, who, who couldn't have called that, you know? Like, I feel like everybody knew that Zach Wilson wasn't going to work, but Zach Wilson and that staff, they're all like, okay, we're going to get him. He had Johnny Manziel written all over his fucking face. and every, that When that thing came out about him fucking, fucking his mom's friend or something, the MILF murderer 900, it's like, bro, you already know. You know... You know it's not going to work, but you, you, you want to keep on keeping on. And then, look, you had to give up an arm, a leg, and... A little bit of your ear for Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna go get a towel. I can't fucking do this. I'll be back. I think the drop the drop is still coming up.
go back. And I'm sitting. Okay, so picked. So they went center. Oh my god. Okay, not bad. I like centers. Carter, Wilson, Warren, offense. So they're like rebuilding their O line. That's kind of what this draft was about, which is interesting because I feel like they could have used at least one more wideout. Um, unless there's a wide receiver that's gonna pop, or they just expect Garrett Wilson to be like the next, the second coming of Devontae Adams or some shit. They should be good, but they just rebuilt their O line and they got another running back. It's pretty cool. Um, they got a linebacker, another DB, and a tight end. Mm, C plus. C plus. It's not bad. I mean, they didn't do bad, but they got all of the positions that they felt like they needed. But considering that Aaron is most likely only going to play a year for this team, I feel like I try to get, you know, a few more weapons. But I'm never going to shut on a team for rebuilding their offensive line. So, not bad. C plus. Let's go to the Texans. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Texans are next. Oh, wait, hold on. Dolphins, Miami. We're doing the AFC East. Spelled Dolphins wrong. It's really cool. The Dolphins didn't have very many picks, but from what I remember, they didn't do too bad with what they had. Yeah, they only had four picks, bro. Um, round two, Cam Smith, South Carolina, corner. Round three, 84th pick, overall running back, De uh, Devon An 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 Anarchy. Texans A&M, uh, 197th pick overall, Elijah Higgins, Stanford. Ooh, Stanford. Cool, tight end. And 238th pick overall, tackle. Or, t what the fuck? Tackle, yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know what T means. Tackle, I guess? But, Ryan Hayes, Michigan. Very cool. Yeah, he's a tackle. Um, A little bit of the same. I mean, they didn't really have shit. So I feel like they did the best they could. They're off their their team was pretty solid last year anyway. So they, you know, pretty good. But that's what you get when you don't tamper. Don't tamper. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Just do not tamper. Don't do it. Don't tamper with um with evidence. Or don't tamper with another team. That's why they don't have a first round pick this year. That's why there was only thirty one goddamn in the first round. 31. Okay, moving on. Um, Let's do NFC. NFC North, because I'm a fiend. Let's start with the Lions. Now, the Lions, they're interesting because everybody and their mom was shitting on the draft picks they went for in the first round. And I'm not necessarily blaming them either. Like, so they went running back, picked, like, 12th pick overall. Jameer Gibbs, that's a that's a little bit of a, it's a 
it's a question mark. And then again, like pick 18 overall, they went Jack Campbell. So the thing with Jack, so the running back thing, I, you know, we can talk about that after, but what I really want to talk about is Jack Campbell. People were shitting on the, on the lions because of this pick. But in my opinion, like if I'm just, if we're going to use like critical thinking here, he was really the, he was the only like traditional inside linebacker in this draft that was that good and i think the lions knew that if he if they didn't get him at 18 he was probably not going to be he was going to he's not going to get taken in the, or he was going to like there's no way he's going to fall to the second round so they got him here I, I still don't know i don't i don't know if that's what they needed but you know oh and i heard someone else say that he his comp is like a bigger rodrigo and I don't even think that's a good idea. To, I don't think that's a good thing because Rodrigo was like a fifth-round pick or he was like undrafted or some shit. One or the other. And, you know, and it's like you already had two linebackers that did mod, like they did okay already. And the ins- and it wasn't even really their linebackers that needed, that were um, holding them back defensively. It was their back end and their fucking D-line. Like they, they just did not have a middle of a field. You can have linebackers in the middle all you want, but if you don't have two dudes in the middle of your defense, then what the fuck is going to happen? You're gonna get Derrick Henry, six foot four, big ass, running, or AJ Dillon, or Aaron Jones. You know the list goes on, just running through you like a, like a, like a fucking valley girl at a hood party. You know what I mean? I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, they went tight end. Sam Laporta. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I'm going to assume that. Let's see. Who is this guy? Oh, shit. He went to the same school Van S did. Let's go. So he's in the Big Ten. So he plays big boy football. So he's got to be pretty good. And, and then the comp for And also what we should all remember is the positions that, t- that have a little bit of a transitional period in the league are tight end, D-tackle, corner, and there's one more position in the league that has quarterback, I guess, but specifically like tight end and D tackle those two positions. Usually the, like those players need one to two years to actually like come into their own before they can, uh, before you can actually start um, grading them as such. But second pick 34th overall, Sam Laporta. I mean, pretty good. Good value. There's hella tight ends this year. Crazy. Oh my God! I, re- I <laughs> uh, the, so Green Bay had the forty-fifth pick overall, and they traded down with the Lions, and the Lions got Brian Branch. That was the safety that everybody had mocked going to Green Bay, and the fucking Lions got him. And I remember Tom Grassi being very distraught about, <laughs> about that. Yeah, that wasn't cool. I actually did want that guy. And then if if they didn't get him, I'm like, okay, they got Jordan Battle. He, he went to um. Jordan Battle from, I think he went to Alabama. He's still on the board. They in the third round they went Hendon Hooker. That was that was interesting. Hendon Hooker was supposed to be. Everybody had him. Uh, it was like this balancing act between him, and um, all of the order other quarterbacks, and nobody really understood why he was graded so low. I think he had some injury issues, um, staying healthy. But you know, good pick. Whatever. I mean, I like Jared Goff. He went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's a pretty he's he's more than capable. 
96 pick overall. Broderick Martin, D tackle. Thank God. What school did he go to? I don't know. Western Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, they needed a run stopper for sure. Because, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Last year was a fucking nightmare. Offensive line, Colby Sordas. I don't know how to say your last name, guy. I like it. We love O-linemen. They don't get enough recognition. There, There's, like, no such thing as an O-lineman, like, highlight reel. Do you get that? It's a bunch of shit. They put in, if there's no O-line, if you don't have an O-line, you don't have an offense. And they get nothing. They get no recognition. It's a bunch of shit. And then in the seventh round, they went... Antonio Green or Anthony Green in the seventh round. We'll see how that works. I I give them C. I'll say a C. I mean only because like their first round picks. I feel like they kind of just they kind of burned them. Like they had they traded DeAndre Swift and shit, but you know you didn't really have to do that. And then even if you wanted to, you could have probably got this guy Jamar Gibbs in the second round. You know what I mean? And you had the 12th pick overall. You had every other tight end imaginable. All of the tight ends were still on the board at 12. So it's I would have taken a tight end here. This linebacker, again, like I'm not going to say this is a bad choice at 18. It's a little high for who he is, but, you know, it's, it's fucking Lions, bro. <laughs> what do you expect? Their quarter, their their coach wants to gnaw off kneecaps. All right, Bears, you guys are next. The Bears had hell of draft picks this year. Let's see, let's see how many of these draft picks are uh, going to help Justin Fields not get shit on. Okay. Day one. Do 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 do. Oh yeah, they traded with uh with the Eagles, so the Eagles went number nine, so they can get Jalen Carter. That was really cool. So they went Darnell Wright, offensive line, good because their O line was was really really fucking bad last year, like really bad. Justin Fields was their offense for like the last fucking six weeks of the of the NFL season last year. And then they went D-line in the second round. Uh, Javarian Dexter, nice name. Second round, 56 pick overall. DB, not bad. Okay. Fourth round, they went running back. Hmm. They had two fourth-round picks. They went wide receiver, Tyler Scott. Ooh, from Cincinnati. That's where Patrick Mahomes went. Cool. Linebacker, Noah Swell. I heard a lot of good things about him. They actually stole him. He was supposed to, He was projected to go way higher than uh, 148th overall. So that's pretty cool. Seventh pick, they got another D lineman, Travis Bell. And again, like this is another organization that just prioritizes – defense over offense so 
you know and it, and it's not like they have they don't have weapons either like they got guys now on the perimeter so it's they can afford to get some offensive line and some defensive help i like it i like it b plus i like it good draft good shit browns or browns uh bears does this mean you guys are actually gonna put in work or or nah <laughs> okay all right next is let's do the, let's do the packers next once a packer always a packer like shakur call me two pack i'm green and yellow Damn, what the fuck? It's just all of the players right here. So, Lucas Van Ness, one, pick 13. I feel like they got him a little higher than, than expected, but I'm not mad at it. Luke Musgrave, tight end. You know, he has a – so, he he's – this guy, his upside is pretty fucking incredible. Like, when you look at him on paper, he's supposed to be, uh, like, a Dallas Goddard-type dude, and um, I love that guy. That's a good tight end. Jaron Reed, the, he – dude, he's got, like, this – I don't know what it is. He's, like, the way he – because he's so strong, and he's a slot receiver, and he's pretty – you know, he's pretty short compared to what Green Bay usually looks for in wide receivers. He seems like – and just look at this. Look at his face in this picture, bro. Does that not give you like Antonio Brown vibes? And I mean Antonio Brown, like work ethic, play hard. You know, Antonio Brown before he turned into the menace that we know him today. Like he has that vibe about him, and I'm all for that dog mentality. Like I'm a dog. I like that. Tyler Kraft. Uh, he's a tight end. I thought this was. I'm gonna be real. When I seen that they got two tight ends, I'm like, what the foot? Like I was, I was definitely taken aback by that. I like it though. And then they went, uh, what is his name? Colby Wooden. So this is what I don't get. Right, this guy is he's in college. He was a defensive tackle, and then on on the NFL uh, app. They said that he was an edge rusher, and they changed it to linebacker. But right here, he's a D tackle, so he must be some sort of versatile guy, like a lot like Van Ness, right? Like, um, according to his tape and like what Goody and and uh, Lafleur said, the a big reason why they got Van Ness is because he can do a lot of the same shit that Zadarius Smith can do. If you remember, Zadarius Smith can go and he can have a lot of success, you know, putting his hand into the dirt and going in the middle or just rushing the passer or just coming off as a free blitzer. Like he can do kind of everything. Um, and then they went Cliff, uh, this Clifford guy, Clifford, the big red dog, Sean Clifford from uh, from Penn State. I don't know anything about him. Apparently, he's a good leader. We needed another quarterback in that room. Not mad of it. And then look at this fucking dude. Fifth round, 159th pick overall. Wake man, wake man, get ass me. D How do you say? D Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, there we go. I want him to be good so I can get his jersey number. Or so I can get his jersey and it's just going to say Wick. Wicks. Wick man. 
Wick man, Wick man. I'm a big Nardo Wick fan, if you couldn't fucking tell. Murder music all day. Uh, and then in the sixth round, they went, uh, this dude, Carl Brooks, a D tackle from Bowling Green. I don't, I've never even heard of that school before. And then we got a kicker because Mason Crosby is no longer. I'm pretty sure he's not going to come back. Uh, and then we got some guy named Valentine, Valentine Love. Aw, so cute. They did that on purpose. They're like, Valentine, fuck. Think of all the marketing ideas we can have when Valentine's Day comes up with Jordan Love. Ah, so that's why they got him. And then we got a running back, which is cool because we needed one. Or, you know, Lou Nichols needed at least one more in that room. I like the idea of getting a running back in the seventh round like you're supposed to. And then, uh, <laughs> then you get uh, Anthony Johnson. He's a safety. We got our safety. There he is. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen defensively for the Packers because that safety position is still wide the fuck open. You know, and everybody's like, oh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Russell Douglas can play safety. We are not putting his tall ass at safety. No, we're not. No, we're not. Don't do <laughs> No, bro. <laughs> Fuck no. Get someone else. So we got him. He might be a dog. You never know. And then you got uh this fucking guy right here. Uh Grant Du I wanna his his name I don't even know how you say his last name, dude. Like is it when whenever I see cause I I wanna like W E E B Dubois. I so I I think his last name is pronounced Dubois, but I would need him to pronounce it so i can correct myself but he's like a contested ball catcher he's tall he's more in the shape of what uh, green bay usually goes for and in, in wide receivers he's like 6'1 200 some pounds real good he's got crazy sticky hands knows the whole route tree looks like he can shake somebody in their bones i like this draft because there's a shit ton of there's just a lot that jordan love can work with he got he got two good tight ends. He got a wide. He got a wide receiver that's like genuinely a dog, and then he um. He got some other wide receivers too. You know, like we'll find out how they work in, but these three guys that they got on offense are for sure going to like they're gonna. These guys are gonna play, like these three guys are. There's no way that like they are, one hundred percent going to play. And before I click off, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Lucas Van Ness's dad uh, slapped his girlfriend's ass or something. I, I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't really care. You know, it's not my business. White people are always on one when it comes to that shit. So I, I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm gonna just stay out of it. Vikings. Vikings. Fucking Vikings. Let's see how you guys did. Oh my god. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, bro. You guys went wide receiver in the first round. You got Oh my god, bro. Jordan Addison, this was a good pick. I was hating on this shit so hard. I'm like, "Fuck, man. You already got Justin Jefferson. Why would you need another good guy?" If they let A, I want him to wear number 0 on some real shit. Is he going to be cuz he's he's the first round pick. 6-1, uh, 175 pounds. Oh my god. This guy's going to be a burner. Him because you got to remember, they needed at least one more because they let Adam Thielen walk. So they got Jordan Addison. He's going to be the number two. Maybe he'll be the number one. He was actually pretty decent in college. And then they went corner in the second round. Uh, what's this dude's name? 
Malik Blackman. I heard a lot of good shit about him. I don't know anything, though. And then they got a safety, Jaron Ward, Jay Ward. If your last name is Ward and you play in the NFL, you're going to put in work. That's what I've realized. D-tackle, cool. They went quarterback and then running back in the seventh round like you're supposed to. I like it. I like it. A. I'll give him an A. Very sick. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, nice job, boys. I mean, it's not bad. Like, you know, good shit. Spin fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper. Uh, we're going to take a break. That's rain. Okay. Spin fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper. Purple Recordings, episode 130. We back. We fucking back. Um, so no more NFL. Uh, that was a lot. I know a lot of you are probably like, what the fuck, man? Well, what the fuck? What? What's going on? Come on, Vaughn. I'm not here for the ball foot. Give me the literally literally anything else but football. I know. Yeah, I get it. Fine. Um, so recently I've been paying a lot of attention to um, Navy SEALs and just listening to their stories about war and what they had to go through to become like, you know, a part of like the top one percent of the world's like most elite fighting force and what that takes and it's really interesting to get to like pick i want to fucking pick one of these dudes brains because they're so badass and especially when you get more philosophical like what it's like to actually go into 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 battle right with your comrades knowing full well that your life is is expendable and so is everybody around you. And that's why you're working so hard. I heard one uh, one operator say that he's seen the best and the worst of humanity in the sa- at the same time uh, while he was deployed. Meaning he like the amount of teamwork and effort it takes to get rid of the bad guy or the bad guys is so beautiful. And then the worst of it is like finding out what the bad guys do. Why are they actually bad guys? And, you know, some of another thing is like, what the fuck are they even there for? What are they fighting for? Like for a, you know what I mean? And it's always just this. It always seems to come to this conflicting conclusion of why did we even enter in Iraq in the first place? And I'm not here to beat your ear about some political nonsense that you probably don't give a fuck about when it has to do with. Iraq and all that shit, Bin Laden getting assassinated and all, you know, whatever, SEAL Team 6, like all that shit is cool. I'm here to just talk about the work ethic itself, listening to them speak about, you know, how they start their day, um, what what is their objective, like when they, you know, applying those things to my life slowly but surely. And how do you, you know, what is, how do you become successful at something that you want to do? And that's why I'm listening to these podcasts. It's um, the Sean Ryan show, if anybody's ever interested. Really cool show. Probably my most listened to podcast right now. And it's not even close. Really, really cool information. I can't really relate to anything that they're saying because, again, it's all like Navy SEALs talking about what it was like to be in combat. But what I pull away from it is like their experiences doing such and what it took to get there. Like there's 
so many good dudes, you know, die in the line of duty protecting, you know, the the rights and the shit that we take advantage of every fucking day. And then hearing their frustrations with that, too, is also very enlightening as well. Listening to them come out and say, or um, a, a good one was um, one of, there was an operator that said that he, he gave, he, he was creeping up on some guy in his bedroom or at the top floor and you know he's all decked out in his gear and he looks like a fucking alien with all, you know he's got his four eye goggles on his night vision shit and it's completely pitch black outside and he's aiming his gun at this guy and the dude wakes up he wakes him up he does this he gives him one of these and he said that he gave the guy 3 seconds the guy didn't reach for a gun he didn't do shit so he didn't get killed and he said that the, he said that if he was in a different air, if he was in a different um, country, ready for like literally at war, and his rules of engagement said that he could have killed that guy, and he gave him three seconds, we should all be able to give each other three seconds as well. With anything, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever notice how people just get so fucking pissed off? about little things or we often stress about shit that is just it just does not matter like am i the only person that feels that that's that's another oh my god damn it like i can't what is it about me that i'm just like i'm over here wondering why am i so pissed off about these things i don't even necessarily care about and then i listen to these men talk and they talk about like you know Take, we take it we do take it for granted because we don't know what they have to go through we don't know the training we don't know the situations we don't know like what it's like to take somebody's life for a cause that you believe in and you're going against somebody that you know doesn't have the same cause as you but has a cause and they believe in that cause just as much as our guys do so that's why war is just such a weird thing to come across isn't it when you when you get down to it it's just such this it's a conflicting thing if all men are if all men are capable of loving each other and like living in harmony cuz we all know that's i feel like that's possible like there's no fucking way but you have so much discourse everywhere people in higher positions forfeiting the lives of men that they most likely will never even fucking meet in their life Sending them to die for a cause that they don't even fucking really give a fuck about. It's all about money, power, and who has the biggest war hard. Like, well, my dick is hard for war. Oh, is yours hard for war? Mine is too. It's like, you're not fighting. You never fought. You don't got no, you don't have an M4 in your hand. You ain't got those nightshade goggles on. You didn't have to fucking swim in some butt ass, cold ass uh, water. You didn't have to kill somebody for because somebody told you to you didn't have to do that you didn't have to fucking suffer in 130 degree weather and go to war for a month didn't see your kids lost everything you fucking had ruined relationships ruined your family and then you come back and you're a fucking shell of yourself and you need all of this help you know mentally because of the things that you saw and the things that you did and your friends are killing themselves because they can't handle the pressure and you feel lonely and you're getting hooked on these pills Nobody is giving a fuck about any, but yet and still we're meant to look at war as this like glorified thing. And I would, and I'll be honest with you, dude, 
people from other countries probably think we treat our soldiers like fucking champions. We don't. It's the complete opposite. We kind of forget about them. It's kind of like, like the correlation between. I don't know how I this pipeline worked, but I, I'm really big in the NFL. I like I like football, really do. And I don't know what fucking happened one day. Maybe it's like the the like the restricted amount of violence that you're exposed to when you watch a football game. But I just I'm like, okay, maybe I need more of that. So I just started looking more into the military and what they have to go through and that like fed that little niche that I was having. But while I was doing that, whether it was for like a, I don't even know what you would call it, a selfish reason for me to be looking up shit like that. What I came out was an actual like genuine feeling of being more appreciative and just taking the time to listen to what people have to say, you know, stopping to smell the fucking roses once in a while, because you don't know when any of this is going to go. You don't, you really don't. You don't get a calendar. You don't get a time. You don't get to know all of it can be gone. As soon as it comes, I feel like as Americans, we've been so privileged our whole lives into thinking that nothing bad will happen. And then when something bad does happen, no matter how big or small, it's the, so it was really cool to, uh, to look into it again it's called the sean ryan show if you want to um check it out really cool these operators have some beautiful fucking stories these are some real kick-ass hard-working badass men and i hope their road to recovery is swift and easy and you know i hope they get everything that they need spit and fire in the booth but i'm not a rapper purple room recordings episode 130 i will see you guys next time i uploaded two episodes last week i'm probably gonna do the same thing again i will see you guys soon don't forget to shine and that's right